0: Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show, hour number two. Good to have you on board. And uh, for everybody uh, now on the network and throughout the state, uh, appreciate you being here, as always. And uh, for those that didn't know, I, very briefly, uh, I haven't been here the last couple of days. I took a tumble over the weekend and um, was unconscious for a while and... Um, yeah, basically if you want to call it concussion protocol, that's kind of what I'm in, but I was concussed really bad. Uh, didn't really talk real, real well. Um, you know, face, I fell on my face. So my face is, is marred and will be for a while. I'm um, taking some really, really good medication and things like that, that, uh, you know, some, uh, some good doctors and people have helped me out with. So hopefully it heals quickly, but man, for as bad as it is, it's, it's going to be a little while. Uh, But I haven't been able to really be in a lighted room. I haven't been able to go outside. I haven't, you know, when they talk about concussions, severe concussions for some of these players, and you kind of, you know, we as fans kind of look at them as, you know, pieces of meat, you know, commodities. And then it happens to you and you're like, wow, okay, this is what it's like, you know, to the point where you're so nauseous, you're throwing up, you can't stop the world from spinning. Um, you're laying in bed and you can't open your eyes, uh, for fear that the walls are going to move so fast. That it's going to make it, you know, hurl. And I did, and I have, so it just, it's been bad. Uh, and today's a day where I'm just trying to give it a go and, you know, at least c- relatively coherent at this point. But if there's times where I get a little bit slow in my speech or I get locked up, that's the reason why it's not that I'm just my normal moronic self. It's, you know, that's the reason why. So, uh, just kind of, kind of bear with me, but you know, Evo and Grant, and we're a little bit shorthanded at, via the staff for the network as well anyway. So uh, it's kind of like, you know, you gotta, you gotta come back. So, uh, so we're here. So my next, uh, I guess, appearance is going to be my only public appearance for a little while is going to be flat out Friday this Friday. I'm committed to that. But as of right now, uh, plans to go to spring training are on hold. And some of the other things throughout the middle of March uh, into April are on hold. So uh, just just have to for a while, have to take it easy. So I, I don't even plan on really leaving the house too much, but that's it. Um, I Just and it was a goofy thing where I was just we were waiting for an Uber. I went to kind of get up off the bench, and I don't know if I got it was like my shoe shoe string had caught it or my belt had caught. I don't know. I I, I couldn't tell you. Kristen turned away to uh, flag down the Uber. Next thing you know, I'm face down in a pool of blood and. Thank God I didn't bust my nose, too. But that's pretty bad, pretty swollen up. But the next thing you know, that's just down I am. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. You can find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also track us down uh, via Grant Bills at Wisco Grant over on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. And Instagram continues to grow. We posted a lot of stuff. And you can see what happened before because we had a great time on Saturday night down at the House of Blues with the band Sixteen Candles and our buddy Ryan Shea and uh, a good group of friends from both up here in Wisconsin. And, and, you know, back when I grew up in Cincinnati, and they came up. And so um, it is what it is. We had a great time. If you haven't checked out the video. Uh, but, uh, we had a good time down there, but, um, you know, anyway, uh, you can find it on Instagram, Facebook as well. Go to facebook.com slash the bill Michael show. You can find us on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash bill Michael's show, youtube.com slash bill Michaels show. Also find us on Twitch TV, kick TV, LinkedIn TV, and email the program, the bill at gmail.com, the at gmail.com. Find us on the website, simply the And then there is the app, which is the Zone Madison, the Zone, Z-O-N-E, the Zone Madison. And afterwards, always find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. So there you go. Um, What did you make of the avoided uh, contracts of Darnell Savage, Keyshawn Nixon, and Yash Nyman? Grant, have you talked about that at all?
1: A little bit. I am... uh... I'll plead a little bit of ignorance and I don't totally know what it means like they voided the contract so they're gonna eat some dead money, but they could also bring them back. I think some of the the money decisions the Packers are going to make this off season whether it be Runyon or Dylan or Nixon or Savage, it's the Packers looking at these players and thinking, okay, yeah, they're fine they're, they're good they're they're solid, but they're all about to get more expensive and we could probably replace these guys with really cheap rookie right. players and not really get much worse. And I think that's the approach they're going to take with a lot of these offseason decisions.
0: I uh, and I know with avoidable contracts, it puts them at about five million over. By the in there, I was doing a whole, I was reading a whole breakdown of the Packers' salary cap to where that would stand right now. And then once you get draft choices and they start to come in, and you're about ten million over, and people are reading that, going, "Wait a minute! I thought they had money." They will have money. Okay, there's going to be, um, there's going to be cuts. There's going to be restructures. Uh, all of that is going to take place. So they're going to get, my assumption is, anywhere between 25 to 35 million under the cap. Um, I, I think that's where they're going to end up. And they will have money to spend um, in free agency if need be. And that's the reason Brian Gudekins was so confident when he said, hey, look, anything that comes up we, that we're interested in, we're, we're not going to shy away from via free agency. And that was that's really what out of all of this it perked our ears up when he said, Hey, we're in a much better space now, you know, than we have been the last few years. And that's because they're out from underneath the Rogers deal. Bakhtiari's deal is going to go by the wayside. They're going to be able to restructure some of the other deals that they have. And some guys are going to want to keep guys that they're going to cut loose, that they're going to accelerate that into this year's salary cap, which means that money won't linger on the books. What they're doing is, is they're getting better. And they're trimming dead wood. And that's, you know, with a younger quarterback who's about to get paid as well, or for the next couple of years anyway, you're going to keep him at a lower amount because eventually all that bonus money is going to come due. But they're going to be okay for the next few years. And that is their window of opportunity. And that's kind of what they're looking at it as. But the one thing that this – and I was reading an article on Jair because there's a lot of trade talk about whether or not the Packers would end up getting rid of Jair Alexander – I don't think I don't think they get rid of Jair I think they keep him he did not have uh, admittedly had a bad season this past year with everything from the suspension to the injuries to really he wasn't that good when he was on the field okay so we know that I think though that healthy kind of returning to form so to speak uh, you're you're hoping for that I don't want to say you're banking on that but you're hoping for that But he could be the guy that kind of leads the charge for a better secondary. I really do. I think that they're going to keep him. Uh, Maybe they adjust that contract. I think they're going to keep Aaron Jones. Probably adjust that contract. Um, But I, I, I don't think you can blow out your entire secondary And then say, oh, by the way, we need a secondary. Because you're not going to get it done with a bunch of young guys, a bunch of rookies. You just won't. I think what they need to do is keep a couple of veterans back there. You you build also with Jair. Uh, Unless, of course, you get some kind of trade that just knocks your socks off. Well, then maybe you do it. But I think they keep them. And then you probably pick up a veteran or two in free agency and fill the rest in with the draft that's that's the sense that i get because there's more than i think we can all say if you want to go with holes on this team the secondary is where you start and that's a shame because you have put a lot of draft capital into that defense a lot of draft capital and you're still no better than you were two three years ago if anything you might be a little bit worse at least you have hope on the horizon because of Quay Walker, because of Devontae Wyatt, be, because of Colby Wooden, you know, because of what you, some of the beef that you have, because of Rashawn Gary coming back, because of Lucas Van Ness and company. At least you have some hope. But statistically speaking, you're not much better off than you were some years back when you were drafting all these first-round draft choices to come and play defense for you. So they got, they, got a, they got a ways to go. They do. Offensively speaking, I think they're – you know they're going to be looking for offensive linemen. You're going to be looking for another running back, another weapon. You always go out and try to find yourself another weapon. I would not be even be averse to another tight end, to be honest with you. But man, I just, I, I think you can throw a dart at a dartboard and just say, hey, we can get deeper everywhere, uh, offensively speaking. But defense, you got to go back in on that. You just have to. 877 And before we went to the top of the hour, don't forget we got Rob Reichel coming up here in a little bit. But before we went to the top of the hour, we were talking about the Brewers and the win total and what's coming out of Vegas. And I'll throw the question out to you. You know, Grant and I both looked at each other, you know, metaphorically and said, I have no idea. But they're being picked to win 76, 77 and a half games. That's it. And. I remember, you know, a few years back they were picked to win 82, uh, and I thought, well, maybe they get a few more wins than that, but not much. And I was pleasantly surprised when they ended up winning over 90 last year. So, I, you know, am I excited about this team, about the young talent they have? Absolutely. But I don't see what what Vegas is is grabbing, where they're picking the 77, 76 and a half, you know, wins. I don't get it. Now, if if Vegas
1: wants to give St. Louis the benefit of the doubt. All right. All right. That's that's fine. I don't really agree, but they're St. Louis and they get that. I don't get the Cubs love, Bill. And I talked about this last couple of days with you out. like, There's this idea now that council is there, that post-season, deep postseason runs, that's the expectation and that's the standard. When has that ever been the expectation or the standard in Chicago? I, I don't get the way the Cubs are being talked about. The Cardinals, it's... It's not for me, but if you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, I get it. The Reds will see. The Pirates are god awful. I don't see why the Brewers don't get more love. It doesn't really matter, I guess, what Vegas and the national media thinks because the Brewers keep winning, but I, I don't get it. I don't.
0: Are they looking strictly at the loss of Craig Council and Corbin Burns as a 10 game to a 12 game swing? You can't. You can't. No, players, no player and manager combo is worth that right? much. Right. I mean, what else did they lose on this team that would lead you to believe that you know? I mean, Rowdy Teles. You know, I, 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 I'm just I'm just trying to think what they've lost. Right? They 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 haven't changed the back end of the bullpen. If anything, they got stronger. Their center field position last year, their outfield position last year, got better with youth, and it seemed like whoever they brought up was able to fill the bill in some way, shape, or form. Those guys should
1: all continue to grow. You'd think, right? They're not going to get worse at the very, you at know? The very
0: least. And and based upon last year's win total, you know, I I get it with with Brandon Woodruff. With, which, by the way, I am thrilled that Woodruff has signed a two year deal uh, with the second year being loaded for the Brewers. I'm thrilled that he's back. I I just made me smile when I read that. But he didn't really pitch much last year. It's not like you had him, you know, through August, and all of a sudden he goes down. I mean he was he was lost he didn't pitch well and then he was lost you know early on in the season so I I, I don't I don't understand where this massive swing is coming from where Vegas just says there's no way they're even going to compete for the division much less get over 80 wins and this is what the Brewers do it's what they've done since 2018. It's not like they've made the playoffs
1: over and over and over again with the exact same core they're always adding and subtracting. Always, they're always yeah. losing a good
0: player and adding another. It's what they've been doing. I, I don't get it. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I, that's the only thing I can think of is that they really believe that Craig Council and the manipulation of the roster via statistics and sabermetrics was worth six wins, seven wins, and Pat Murphy's not going to be able to replicate that. And also Corbin Burns for the games that he was in. Remember, Corbin Burns was kind of the hard luck loser because he was out there balling man, and there were there were periods of time where between him and Woodruff they were going out and throwing just masterpieces and losing that game one to nothing, two to one, and they weren't getting any help. Well, all of a sudden the youth comes up, they start hitting the baseball and suddenly it changed on this team. and they started scoring runs. So I man, it just you know, I, I don't know where they're getting it. So I look, if somebody else has a better mind than we do, by all means, bring it. Uh, I'd love to hear what the reasoning is, but I, I can't fathom for the life of me that it's just because of the loss of Corbin Burns and Craig Council that suddenly Vegas feels that this team's not even worthy of getting back to 500, which is just crazy. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Dream Vacations, uh, and they are veteran-owned. As a matter of fact, I had a gentleman yesterday uh, shoot me in air, two days ago. Really, I, I just e- answered it late shoot me an email and said, hey, we're looking to get get away on a cruise. Uh, can you help us out? Our friends at Dream Vacations, 414-208-421, 414-208-421. I sent them the number to Michael and Melissa. Michael is a veteran and uh, part of the combat vets group and just a great guy in general. But uh, they can send you anywhere, and they're good people. And if you give them a call, 414-208-421, 414-208-421. Great people to get a hold of and start planning a vacation. Uh, if you're going to, you know, whether it's a cruise, something you want to prepay, something you want to finance, or maybe you just need to find the best rates to get to an all-inclusive somewhere just to get the hell out for a few days, whatever it happens to be. Get a hold of Michael and Melissa over at uh, Dream Vacations, 414-208-4221. 414 208 Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make
0: it, rock it, put it in the pocket. It, 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 it A day like today, you want to get out, you want to enjoy the weather. It's warm, it's sunny, it's only going to get better. going to get cold this weekend and then warm again next week. But our friends over there at Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc reminding you that, hey, when it's cold out this weekend, if you're not going to the motorcycle show, then uh, stop on out. They have got music going on out at Rally Point. Rally Point right there on Roebuck Lane in Oconomowoc. Uh, Steel Tank Brewing in the front. Rally Point out back and terrific food. Terrific food. Tuesday through Sunday. They have brunches on the weekends now. A lot of great stuff going on out at Steel Tank Brewing. Steel Tank Brewing on Robruck Lane in Oconomowoc. It's right behind the Exonia Bank, right off of 67. But Rally Point has great music coming up this weekend as well. And you got to go to Rally Point and uh, check out their lineup. They have got a uh, long lineup over the next couple of months of local music that's going to be there. And they did that place right when they, re- when they built it. I shouldn't say rebuilt it, but when they built it, they did that place right. That place is spectacular. Great sound, great for bands. Uh, they've done some comedy shows there as well, but that's Rally Point uh, right behind Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc. Uh Let's do this. Let's go to the phones. Let's get uh, let's get the Z Man from Appleton. Z Man, what's going on? Hey Bill, a
3: couple things, man. First off, uh, for for uh, listener nation, for you, man. hope you get well soon. Hopefully uh, you're feeling better each and every day. The ground Thank can you. be an unforgiving spot when you fall, man. So we uh, yep. we all feel for you and uh, share the love for you. So be well, okay.
0: Appreciate it. Uh,
3: Let's talk re- real quickly on the Brewers. we i really called about the Bucks, but I just want to share. Let's not forget, Brewer Nation, we won this division by nine games. The Cubs picked up Council, and they've done absolutely nothing in the offseason. They're absolutely imploding here this offseason. They've actually lost players. As far as the Cardinals, they banked all on uh, a bunch of aging starters to try to regroup here because they're maxed out on all these other contracts The like Goldsmith and uh, Arenado and uh, – and the like out there. So I don't see anything changing there. The Brewers by four this year, like them all the way through. Uh, So that's my, uh, that's that's where I come in on that whole comment. But uh, let's talk about our uh, Milwaukee Bucks who are, Bill, quite frankly, super underperforming, as you well mentioned. uh Uh Uh, you know, we all hope as it gets better towards the playoffs that they're, we'll get better towards the playoffs. But what I'm seeing right now is a completely lazy team. And what I didn't see that I thought I'd see with Doc Rivers coming in was a philosophical change on how they're going to structure the, the play of the game. Why is Giannis still taking the ball and driving up, you know, bringing the ball up court? That man should be down there somewhere between the three-point line or the outside down at the baseline just hanging around down there. We got everybody on the perimeter and watch, Bill. Next time you watch the Bucks, and we're all going to get a chance this Friday night when the ball goes up. We got five guys on the perimeter, and not a one of them takes off towards the bu- towards the bucket in case the right. basket is got.
0: It's 100%. incredible, Bill. One hundred percent, I agree with you. And and the, here's the thing: unless there's set plays for Giannis to bring the ball up. The reason that you mentioned why nobody has stopped him, because nobody has the balls to say, you're not a point guard. You shouldn't be running the point. You should be down low. You should be Euro-stepping. You Agreed. should be dunking, dunking over, guys, because nobody has the balls to say it.
3: Bill, he's killing he's killin us Bringing the ball up. We can't run a play. When Giannis is going power drive at one-on-five down the middle of the lane. That is not a productive play. He can't get his own rebound. It's a, it's a foul, a free throw, and that's all it is. And Every team will take a chance against Giannis with that deal. So, you know get him down there where he needs to play because the stats say if he's down around the hoop, his percentages on his goals go up, and he's got a chance to rebound. And, by the way, we don't rebound. Okay, let's got right. Bobby Portis in there. Okay, and uh, and maybe Ajax in there, and uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody else. But at the end of the day, Brooke Lopez it's a is the only one that plays basketball. defense.
0: Yep, exactly. It's
3: a horrible style of basketball. Thanks, guys.
0: All right, buddy, appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. And and he sees what everybody else sees. You know, sometimes, and you know, I've always said this about fans. You know, fans get crazy and emotional. We all do. I understand that. But sometimes you and I can look at something and go, yeah, we can see it. And coaches get mad. Players get mad. You don't know the game. You're not in the locker room. But we can see it. It's right there. It's easy. When you put a shot up and nobody goes to a hoop, you're not going to get an offensive board. Right? Okay. So let's start there. And if you got a guy that is not really as astute at handling the basketball as, say, a Chris Middleton or anybody else that can run the point is you're, you're already starting off per possession with a handicap. Unless of course there, like I said, unless of there, there is some set group of plays that you can run off of that, you know, where Giannis dishes to Dame dishes to, to, to Middleton. There's a, you know, he takes off, he's going down low, running a screen or what have you, but usually even in a sense like that, you're trying to set a guy up to run a screen around to be able to set him up for a three, and that's not Giannis's game. You know, unless he's doing some kind of a an alley oop or a give and go or a zigzag, you know, whatever. Okay, then you can understand it. But when you're just passing the basketball and then hoping that he can set a pick and then trying to get the ball off the pick, still beyond the arc or still near the arc, and then trying it, it, no, it's that's not his game. And I, I I was always wondering at what point Giannis would hit his ceiling. Because coming into the league, you knew he had a high ceiling. And it kept going up. Every year he got better. Every year he did more. Every year he, he got better and was more dynamic. I think he's hit his ceiling. This is who Giannis is. He's not a good outside shooter. He's a good Euro step. He's a power player on the inside. Not good at the free throw line. You know, I, I this is who he is. Nothing really has dramatically changed. And... So now you need to accentuate that. So you bring in Dame to be able to get give and go from the inside to the outside. You still have Chris Middleton to facilitate the basketball. You know, Brooke Lopez obviously can give you, uh, you know, additional points and such. And you can go through the list of guys you want to put alongside them. But that's kind of it. That's where you're at, you know. And in the grand scheme of things, things have not gotten dramatically better. It's just you're at the ceiling. Now you need to figure out how to take the ceiling and make it the best team you can make it and they haven't figured that out yet uh, by the way we were talking about the brewers and we're gonna hear more from uh you know we'll talk more about the brewers coming up but um when it comes to the brewers and the drop in uh at least outwardly looking for productivity and wins and losses uh first of all take a listen to what mark mark antanasio and christian yelich both spoke. Take a listen to what Mark Antanasio had to say about his team win totals and and how, you know, Vegas and a lot of people are beginning to doubt the Brewers this season. Take a listen. Yeah, look, there's huge opportunity uh, for guys here. Uh, We've, you know, we've had a significant winning tradition. We talked about it in the interview with you where, you know, last eight years, we're one of the three best teams in the National League. Since I bought the club in 2005, we're one of the four best Uh, That gets disregarded largely uh, in the national media, Bob. (laughs) But, uh, you know, with with that, uh, you know, we we have an expectation to win this year, and we will have a lot of young players who have their first real opportunity to uh, shine in the major leagues, and we'll
3: see who seizes that opportunity.
0: So I don't think he's that far off. I mean, it's kind of a very toast answer, but I don't think he's that far off. you got a lot of guys right now that are vying for a spot on the team that have bringing energy and enthusiasm and youth and all that stuff that they brought last season. Now it's whether or not the league has adjusted to them and begins to figure them out. Can they replicate, duplicate what they did last year? All that kind of stuff. And he was talking to Bob Nightingale. Bob, by the way, Bob Nightingale is going to join us coming up here at the top of the next hour. Um, so we got all of that coming up. So, I don't think he's that far off. And I, which is, again, a little mind boggling to me. And we'll talk with Bob about this, maybe from the national perspective, as to why the Brewers aren't looked at as highly as they have been in the past. And also, coming up here in about 15 minutes, stay tuned because you're going to hear from Christian Yellich as well. So, don't go anywhere on that. We will talk some football here at the bottom of the hour. Our guy, Rob Reichel, is going to join us from Forbes.com and Conley Media. We'll pick his brain on this uh, football team this offseason, the voided contracts, all that kind of stuff. Stay right where you're at. Don't go anywhere. I got a lot more of the Bill Michael show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Don't forget uh, the weekends bring you some great brunches, good food, some good sports watching and such at our friends at the Social House H A U S. All new menu, a lot of good uh, new items added to the menu. As a matter of fact, right there on West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. That's the Social House H A U S. Social House. Dan Della and his staff are great people. Great people. Stop in and tell them we said hi. Joining us now on the hotline, Rob Reichel. Is uh, is here from Forbes.com, dot Media, and such, and a little little perspective on the off season thus far. Rob, how you doing?
2: You know, Billy, the social house is about two minutes from my house. It's a wonderful establishment, as I heard you just telling all your wonderful
0: yes. Business, so. Stop in. Tell them. Uh, tell them you heard it here, and uh, see what you see what you get out of it. Maybe a bigger bill, but that's about the extent of it. So, but oh, good place I, to go. I enjoy.
2: I, I enjoy stopping in if, if I can ever find parking. Bill, it's, 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 yeah. it's probably the probably the most popular place in Waukesha in Waukesha County right now. So
0: yeah, it is. That's the one thing they're trying to expand that parking lot over there. That's for sure. So, Rob, uh, they get to, they avoid the contracts of Savage, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, and Yash Nyman. What did you make of that?
2: Um, I mean, to be expected, Bill, you know, we're, we're in that period now leading into the Combine and, you know, getting ready for the new league year where they're going to move some money around. And and, and, and I, I don't think any of those were a surprise whatsoever, Bill. I mean, when, when Gutekunst indicated at his, you know, end of the year press conference that he's got to clean the stuff up and back, that, that immediately signaled to you they were probably going to have two new safeties next year and maybe another starting corner. Uh, they will they will go very heavy in the draft in the in the defensive backfield like they seem to do so many different different years. Yash was a guy, Bill, who you know he, he had a chance to win two different tackle jobs last year, right? He he, he goes head to head with Zach Tom and in training camp for the right tackle job loses out. Um, Bockyari gives him one game in week one down in Chicago, uh, can't go in week two against Atlanta, and 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 eventually can't go the rest of the year, and and they split time initially between Rasheed Walker and Yash and, um, and Bill Rashid Walker just wound up being the better player. And by the end of the season, he had won that job. So, you know, Yash had a couple of chances last year to really make his mark, Bill. Um, he he kind of regressed a little bit. I, I I would say did not have, you know, one, one of his better seasons. So they, they move on from there and offensive line obviously becomes a major need and already was probably a major need. In the draft, Bill, because they'll lose in all likelihood John Runyan in free agency. They'll part ways here with David Bakhtiari at some point soon, and save twenty twenty-one million dollars against the cap. Once they do that, they could cut Rice Newman as well, Bill. Um, so, I mean, offensive line is going to be a huge need for them uh, in the draft, and and then third, Keyshawn Nixon. I mean, I guess I wouldn't rule out anything, Bill, in terms of bringing him back at some point in time. Um, but we know as right, Bill. We, we we know this for. You know, for half of the year, teams when, when the weather is still really good, and maybe even three quarters of the season in, in these days, teams are just going to kick the ball out of the end zone and not let them touch it. And, and they'll obviously do that in a dome in the in the, the postseason. So his his value as as a kick returner is obviously nullified a little bit from from that standpoint. Now there are, there are times like late in the year against San Francisco where he was a difference maker in in that area. Um, but Bill is a nickel corner. He was very mediocre to subpar, and and Green Bay will and, and they'll want to get better at that particular position. Um, so none of those Bill at, at at the end of at the end of the day, to me, were were any surprises, uh, what whatsoever. And and now all of those spots, which in all likelihood Bill were you know were were necessities going into the draft uh, in in the first place, uh, take on an even an even greater need here in a couple of months.
0: So uh, there was a lot of talk uh, this offseason about the possibility of Jair being traded. I just read another article that if, indeed, there was enough offered for him, maybe they'd uh, kind of you know talk about the idea of trading him. I don't necessarily see. I think whatever deal that would be offered would have to blow the Packers away because I think he's got to be a part of a secondary. First of all, the secondary is thin now. I think he's got to be a part of the rebuild or the restructure of the secondary. Do you?
2: Totally agree, Bill. He's probably your only, you know, your, your one constant back there. I mean, his dead cap hit is about $27.5 million, Bill. They, you know, they, they just went through that last year with Rogers, where they, they kind of got their financial house in order, where where you're going to see here in a few weeks, they're going to be able to make a move or two in, in free agency, because really for the first time since 2019, when you know, when they went out, were extremely aggressive in, in the in the free agency market, and they signed both Smiths and Billy Turner and Adrian Amos. Brian Gutekunst is going to have some money to go out and, and play around with a little bit in, in free agency coming up here, Bill, in, in, the, in the middle of March. And and if they moved on from Alexander, but, you know, obviously they wouldn't cut him, Bill, but it, it, would, it would be a trade. The dead cap money, you know, his cap hit next year is actually less than his dead cap hit. So, I mean, I mean they... They, they, they pick up, Bill, about $4 million on the salary cap by having him on the roster versus playing right. on from him. So, you know, the combination of the financial ramifications of it all, Bill, and then the fact he is your best corner far and away when, he, when he's motivated and he wants to play well and, and, and he's playing at, at the high level that he did earlier in his career um, makes it really a necessity that, that he's on the football team. It really now, Bill, as much as anything, comes down to this coaching staff you know, getting you know, getting back, uh, getting him back to the player that that he was prior to you know his injuries and prior to a 2023 season where he didn't seem you know particularly particularly motivated. You know, they'll they'll have the same defensive backs coach Billy with with Ryan Downard staying in in that position. They've they've obviously changed passing game coordinators. They made a hire and and brought in the old Chargers defensive coordinator named Derek Ansley. Um, and these are guys that are going to have to get through to Jair and Matt LaFleur as much as anybody, Bill. They moved on from Greg Williams, you know, the passing game coordinator from last year. And they, you know, they've obviously reshuffled that defensive staff under Halfley now. Um, so, Bill, he's going to be on the football team, I think, at the end of the day. It just, it, you know, the, 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 the price to move on from him at this point in time is just too great. And now it's up to the coaching staff to get Matt, you know, to get, to get him back to a peak performance.
0: I, I look at this you know everybody says well what do they need they obviously need secondary help and it's a shame because they've invested so many first round draft choices into that defense as draft capital and it just it hasn't really statistically gotten much better so they got to go in- involved in the uh, secondary again do you, but, but secondary is a hard position to learn coming in as a, a you know a rookie and have another rookie alongside you so you tell me do they dive into the free agent market do you think for another veteran safety and or cornerback?
2: Yes, yes, I, and, and I think probably safety there first, Bill, more than anything. Safety was the weakest spot on, on the football team last year with, you know, with Savage and, and Ford and, and Owens and Anthony Johnson. And, you know, um, Bill, three of those four could, could certainly be gone. You know, Johnson might be the only guy that winds up sticking around from, from last year. We'll see what they, they do with Owens um, at some point in time here. But still, really, out of all those guys, I mean, none of them last year were guys you probably want to be starters for you. They So could they go and get an Antoine Winfield out of, out of Tampa Bay? Maybe the price tag's just way too high on a guy like that, Bill. Could they go you know, to number two, three, four on their safety board and, uh, and upgrade that position immensely? Kind of like they did again back in 2019 when they went, went and found a, a solid veteran like an Adrian Amos. Absolutely, Bill. And I think that's the path they'll take. I think they'll take maybe one of those one of the, or go and sign one of those safeties. Maybe that, you know, you're not going to have to pay, you know, 18 or $20 million a season for, Bill, but 10 or 12 something like that. And, and, and they'll start over at that safety position like they, they did five years ago when they went Amos and Savage. And then, Bill, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they take a, you know, Bill, they, they've got picks, what, 25, 41, and 58, I think, or something like that in the first two rounds. Yeah. I, would think, I would think 25 or 41 is probably a safety and then they, they'll, they'll sign a veteran that they're going to pay some money to here, Bill, coming up, and then they, they draft a young guy and try to get him up to speed. They'll obviously cross their fingers on Eric Stokes and, and hope they can get something out of him in, in 2024. Valentine showed, I think, Phil, you know, he's, he's probably better as your third guy than your second guy, but he's still extremely young, And so there's some upside there. I think they've got a little bit more in the quarterback pool, to work with and they do the safety pool at this point in time so I think their splash bill if they make one in free agency probably a safety before corner although it wouldn't surprise me at all if they brought in a mid-level corner as well to, you know to, to compete with a Stokes or a Valentine just to add some depth to that spot too.
0: So uh, on the offensive side of the football, would you in the draft, I mean, I've said all along, just go after best available. To me, you need uh, depth at the offensive line. You could always get depth at the wide out position. You need a running back. There's no doubt about that. You have two really good tight ends, but you could always use a third. We all know that. I offensively, I don't really have a target, but I would not be adverse if they end up having another really good wide receiver fall into their lap because you still don't know what you're going to get out of Christian Watson. I'd take another wide receiver. Would you?
2: Absolutely. You can never have enough. We know this league Bill. It's an offense driven league, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I think last year when we have, you know, 13 of the 14 teams that were in the postseason bill had, had top, uh, 15 or 16 offenses. They were in the upper half of the league in in total offense Um, offense wins the day in this league way more often than not. Now, you know, kudos to Kansas city and San Francisco. They put together not only, you know, not only, um, you know, high level offenses this past year, but they also put together elite defenses. It's it's, it's extremely hard to do, but bill on a given year, offense is going to win the day in this league. So uh, uh, again, I, I really like, I mean, I, I think bill, the, 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 the biggest strength on that football team right now might be the depth in in that wide receiver room with with Dobbs and and, and Reed and um you know and and Melton and, and Heath and, and Watson and, and we, we we kind of go through the and list.
0: Tavion Wicks, yeah, I mean you can Wicks, go through the list. Yep,
2: forgot him for a second. Yep, um you know but but absolutely, I mean you saw how Ted Thompson was so aggressive getting wideouts early in the Aaron Rodgers tenure and how it paid off in space for him. Uh, later on, and, and then you know, kind of after Devonte Adams in 2014, Bill Ted, Ted went away from Whiteouts for for a stretch, and and it really did come back and, and cost them. And and Ron Wolf loaded up on on wideouts for Brett Favre early in, in his tenure as well. But you know, kind of after they went and um you know took Freeman in, in, in uh, 95, Bill they, they 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 didn't really address that real heavily, and in the late 90s it caught up to them. And, and they didn't have a lot of pass catchers for, for Brett Farm. Uh, again, the, the group's really young. The group's really gifted that they have right now. But you can never have enough in that league. I mean, I would say far and away, Bill, the number one lead on, on offense is going to be offensive line. And running back is probably two. But you just you, you cannot give Jordan Love enough targets. I, I think they're fine at tight end, Bill, because I'm a Ben Sims guy. He, he, he's, a, he's a nice grinder is that, is that third tight end, a, a really good blocker. Plus on top of it too, Bill Tucker Craft's a, a really good all around tight end and a, and a terrific blocker as well. I think they'll be fine there. That might be the one spot they ignore in the draft, but Bill, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Again, they, they've got five picks in the first three rounds. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at all. If one of those was a wide receiver and, and and maybe it should be bill because again, they, they don't have a fide number one right now. And as you mentioned before, Christian Watson is a coin flip on a given week. So Adding depth at that spot would certainly be a you know a, a good move, I would think, for Brian Gooden.
0: And last question before I let you go, and that is you look at all the draft capital they put into the defense. They're obviously going to go free agent in the defense as well. They've got some restructuring to do, but what do you – because we've seen a, a lot of draft capital put into this defense, and it's basically stayed the same statistically. It gets better and worse in certain areas, but it never really kind of achieves what it's, it's expected to. Does Halfley change that?
2: That's the sixty-four thousand dollar question, right? I mean, we'll, we'll we'll obviously find out. They're making a dramatic shift by going from a three-four to a four-three. The the good news for them, Bill, the fortunate thing is, is I think a lot of their personnel will slide pretty nicely into their new roles here in, you know inside that four-three. I, I can't imagine, you know, a, a much, you know, a, a, a more stout tackle tandem than Slayton and Clark right out of the shoot, right? I mean that's that that immediately should upgrade the run defense. You know, their outside linebackers still are already big men. Two hundred and seventy five, two hundred and eighty pound, you know, outside linebackers like Rashawn Geary and and Van Ness and Preston Smith. They're all in that two seventy to two eighty range. They should slide in and, and and be you know immediate uh, you know, should, should slide right back into a natural role, I guess, as, as, as defensive ends in, in, inside this 4-3. This I think Quay Walker moving the weak side should absolutely spark his career. Bill, instead of being bottled up, maybe inside, he's going to be able to roam free and, and, and use a lot of those, you know, remarkable skills that he has and that he was drafted for. I, he was in a little more of a box inside that, that three four bill he should be able to play freer or inside that that four three you you could see a breakout year out of out of Clay Walker um McDuffie probably slides in as is a natural in, inside that but they'll, they'll draft an inside linebacker too as well Bill there's there's no question about that because I mean Devondre Campbell won't be back so they'll they'll move on from him and try to replace that position I would think in the draft and and with McDuffie so again though the, the the big question to everything here comes back to can they get that secondary fix? Because I think the front seven overall, Bill, has more than enough parts to work with for Halfley and, and his staff coming back. The back end is a huge question, which, like you pointed out a couple times as we've, as we've talked here, is absolutely remarkable when you think about it. You know, they, they put a first into Jerry Alexander, a first into Eric Stokes, a first into Darnell Savage, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, heavy draft capital through the years. On so many guys in, in that back end, and and a lot of it just just hasn't really worked out, and 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 they'll address that position heavily in the draft bill, and and that's that's the spot more than anything they've got to get fixed, and and Lafleur is counting on Halfley being being the guy to do it, Bill. If he can take them into the top ten or twelve, again, I'm not even saying top five. The, the way that offense should take a jump here, the way it did take a jump the second half of 2023, and the way they should continue to take a jump here in, in 2024, if halfway is that defense Bill, around 10 or 12, that should be a team that wins the division and makes a deep run in the playoffs.
0: Great stuff as always, Rob. Appreciated, and as uh, well, I know, enjoy the combine next week. But as things go on, we'll uh, we'll talk more. Okay. Always fun, Bill. i am had to the appreciate it, buddy. Host. There you go. Maybe I'll see you there. Who knows? There you go. Rob Reichel from Conley Media, uh, also from Forbes.com. Great stuff. He's going to be covering the the combine. Obviously, the draft we will pick his brain all throughout free agency as well. Good stuff from our guy, Rob Reichel. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got a lot more to get to. And in the next hour, in the next hour, we are going to make the announcement as to who our winner is for Flat Out Friday and Mama Tried coming up this weekend. You get the VIP experience with myself and Kristen and on Friday night, then you get uh, the full access in the VIP lounge and stuff on Saturday for the uh, motorcycle art show. That's going to be at the Rave Eagles Ballroom. We got all of that coming up in the next hour as well. Stay right where you're at. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael, shall we continue on? Glad you're with me. Tonight is going to be, the uh, I, I, one thing I will say through this whole experience is I've kind of had to, to cook a little bit because I'm not going out. I'm not going out to eat. So I stopped down to Roberts the other day. I told you that. I was going to go down and get some chicken breasts and stuff. And I actually found a little recipe online while I could read uh for my own because i was craving chicken nuggets and i wasn't going out to buy it i couldn't drive or anything like that so i had some chicken in the house and found this recipe for chicken nuggets oh my god they turned out spectacular and i had some barbecue sauce and some hot sauce uh, here uh, and i had everything in the house to make it so i just sat down the other night just cut them up made the uh made the chicken nuggets but all because I had stopped at uh, Robert's Specialty Meats and I had that chicken sitting there. And I still have some. I still have t- uh, two chicken breasts left. I think I'm going to do it again tonight. But uh, just great stuff. Great quality stuff from Robert's Specialty Meats, your hometown butcher down at Roberts uh, Specialty Meats com and Roberts Specialty Meats com on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Next hour, we got John Heyman coming up. Going to talk some baseball. We've also got coming up. Uh, Going to make the announcement is to our winner and Kevin Holton from CBS 58. Stay right where you're at. More to the Bill Michael Show to come.